Welcome to Conversations with Her, brought to you by Her Brand, a movement and platform created to empower and elevate women through education, awareness, collaboration, and connectedness. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at BeHerBrand, or check us out online at www.beherbrand.com. I hope you enjoy this conversation with her. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Her After Dark by Her Brand. My name is Bianca Elliott, and who's joining me today, my lovely co-host. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Towns. So let's talk about when when we. (laughs) Okay, so when we book. So that song, I think, okay, so I really just heard that song probably last year. I was probably on my way back from fishing with my friend, and he played that song, and I kind of, like, turned my head like, okay, like, oh, we saying it. It's, this is happening. And, I mean, it was. it's just, it's a really sexy, soft song, and, I mean, Tank gets to the point in this song, so I'm he here for does. it. <laughs> he does. So I I love Tank. Um, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just reminisce for a second. I remember when Tank came to Cincinnati. I was still living um in Ohio, and he was with TGT. So it was, oh yeah, it was Genuine. Tank, Genuine, and Tyrese, <laughs> and they were at the the Macy's Music Festival, and I saw Tank and. I was like, you can sing the alphabet to me, honey. But anyways, (laughs) uh, regarding this song, I remember the first time I heard this song actually was um, on Instagram. So um, Joey, I think you pronounce her name is Chavis or Chavis. Um, So she's a future and uh, Bow Wow's baby mom. Um, So I was following her. You know, she's a dancer. um, And she was doing a dance to this song. And I remember seeing the video on her page of her dancing to this song. And I was like, I need that song. Like, I need to add it to my playlist, right? Um, So I just kept listening to, um, like, watching her video over and over again, trying to hear pieces and pieces of the song. And then I was, like, Googling the lyrics, like, what song is this? And then I finally found it. And I listened to it. And I was driving. Um because that's one of my favorite pastimes is to drive and listen to R&B. Yes. And I've had it on repeat, okay? <laughs> on repeat. Um, and I just, I just love, you know, the, um, you know, I just, I just love how talented he is. But, yeah, the song is to the point, um, for sure. It's definitely a dirty song. Um, yes. If, if people are calling songs dirty. I, I think it's very sexual, sexually empowering, um, if you can communicate with your partner, yeah, um, about what you want and what you like, um, very openly. So let's let's just get right into our topic for today. Yeah, um, you want to tell the people, or you want me to tell the people? Yes. So w- today we're going to talk about sexual health. We want to bring some awareness to that. And for me, 
um, sexual health is just making sure that you know everything um, about yourself and how to protect yourself and also how to protect your partner when you're engaging in um, any sexual activity. And um, that can um, range from condoms, you know, um, think you could get tested you should get tested everyone should get tested um and just making sure that you're clean so um that that's for me um somewhat what I think of think of when I think of sexual health so that's good I think that most people think like you when it comes to you know when they hear sexual health what do they think they you know they think about all of the prevention messages that we've received growing up because that's usually all we talked about when it came to sex was what not to do right and what not to get which was don't bring home no babies, don't get no <laughs> STDs, don't get HIV. You know, like those are the messages that we heard, but wear a condom. So when we think of sexual health, those are the first things we think about because those are the messages that we received, um, which is which is good. So this start. But I I would like for us to, you know, start having conversations that broaden that uh, view. Um, so for me. Um, you know, professionally and personally, sexual health is way more than prevention. Sexual health is embracing um, the fact that we all need sexual health. Um, Sexual health includes reproductive health. So that includes, you know, um, uh, pregnancy options. So not just birth control, not just um, barrier methods like condoms that can include dental dams, um, which are a barrier method that can be used, um, you know, for oral sex on a vagina or on an anus. Um, sexual health can include um, fertility options. So if you need ICF, um, which is, you know, um, you know, more like um, in vitro, um, you know, fertilization, those types of things. Um if you, um, let's see, sexual health can include um, talking about sexual pain. You know, yeah. we talk about sexual pain that often, but some people experience sexual pain, um, you know, during sex or, or shortly after. Um, some people may bleed, um, you know, endometriosis is real, yeah. I, um, uterine fibroids, I, um, things like that. I actually have a, uh, a, a short story, Ashley. I remember... Mm. the summer of one year um I was young I was it was I probably was I wouldn't say I might have been 15 and um that summer like I kind of like had like a, a pain in my side and you know I have a high tolerance for pain so it was more annoying but it was it just would not go away it was just a pain in my side and it was just uh, it was just bothering me and I did not, you know, I didn't want to tell my mom. And I just remember literally like the whole summer, I just had this pain in my side. And finally, um, I told my mom and of course she's like, uh, what have you been doing? You got something, you're pregnant or, you know, just, you know, you, their mind went there. Her mind went there like any mom would. And, um, we went to the doctor and, you know, they started testing me. There was no SCD. Of course I wasn't pregnant. Um, and so finally they gave me a, a, a vaginal ultrasound. And that's when I finally figured out that I was get reoccurring cysts on my ovaries. And so, um, I, I, I did not know that 
I could get those. And so just, you know, knowing, you know, what certain things are, you know, that could happen to your body and just, just being aware, I think it's, it's part of sexual health awareness is because, you know, you can have pains and you should go get them checked out because, mm-hmm. you know, if you are having sex with, uh, with cysts on your ovaries, that is painful. They're painful by themselves, but even more painful, you know, probably during sexual intercourse. Absolutely. Yeah. Pain is not normal. And yeah. you do not have to tolerate it. I don't care if you think you have a high tolerance of pain or not. Pain is not normal, especially during sex. And you do not have to tolerate it. That means if there is a lack of lubrication because you don't always, your body doesn't always continue to lubricate during um, vaginal penetration. If there is, if, if the body, if you feel like you're starting to uh, feel friction, it's starting yeah. to be painful you need some extra lubrication, stop and and put lube on. Don't continue to have painful sex because you're going to be sore down there the day after. Um, You may bleed or tear. Um, If you're having pains in your sides or your lower back or any part of your vulva or vagina, that is not, that is not a part of the, the, the sexual experience. Okay. Yeah. Um, So that is a part of sexual health. Um, Things that we also don't talk about for sexual health would be, you know, I mentioned um, fibroids, and endometriosis, but um, cysts, like you were saying, yeah. um, you know, getting tested for, for um, STDs or, you know, STIs, sexually transmitted infections, um, you know, like chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis, HIV, things like that. But there's also, you know, um, people freak out about, you know, BV. Bat, um, bat- oh, yeah. And you know? that was one uh, topic that a lot of people, you know, um, ask us about it's like why does this keep coming back why can't we get rid of it yeah so you got bv you got um, um yeast infections you know there yeah. are a lot of things that we're not taught but that can cause yeast infections you know it's 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 you know in warmer months you know it's it it's easier to get yeast infections because you know the vagina is already a moist environment um and then you know if you're wearing you know, maybe tighter clothes or a tight swimsuit or thong underwear every day. If you're, you know, sometimes, you know, you need to just let it breathe, you know, sleep without underwear, um, just to allow the body to just have a break from wearing tight pants or tight shorts or what have you. Um, those things can, can lead to yeast infections. Or if you're using, you know, soap on your or inside of your vagina, that is yeah. not recommended. Those can introduce um, unhealthy bacteria to the body. Um, just like if you, you know, were to have sex without a condom, bacteria on top of the penis or a toy could in, go inside of the vagina and can, um, can irritate um, the body because it's a foreign bacteria. So it can lead to a UTI or a yeast infection. Um, you know, the things that you eat, um, you know, if you're not drinking enough water, like all of these things can impact the body in different ways. So, so when I say sexual health, I'm talking about all of these things, all of these things um, that we need to be thinking about, talking about, teaching our younger siblings, our younger cousins, our children, asking questions, um, and really, you know, feeling empowered to talk to our providers about like, everything is not just about an STI. Okay, everything is not about, oh, they gave me this, like, no, you yeah. need to know, like, what your body is doing and, and what you, what, what role do you play in 
you know, the, the sexual health of your, your whole entire body, including your vagina or penis or whatever you have down there. Um, so, you know, it's really important that we have these conversations, um, you know, and, and I think another thing, a part of sexual health too, is, you know, talking about the stigma around even talking about this or even getting to be tested. Like, People are so uncomfortable, and I don't know if you've you've ever felt this way, but people are always so uncomfortable to ask a partner, like, have you been tested? What was you tested for? When were you tested? Like, you cannot accept I'm clean as an answer. No. Yeah. Some receipts. I I ain't got nothing. (laughs) Trust me. Or I I ain't been with nobody. Right. Or I was tested for everything. That's a lie because there's no (laughs) test for everything. So if someone says, I was tested for everything, no, they were not. Because most times um, I've worked in clinics, um, I have done testing myself. Most times uh, when you are tested, they will test you for three things, chlamydia, gonorrhea, um, and um, maybe, maybe trick. Um, If you're peeing in a cup, often that's what they're testing you for. And they may also be doing a pregnancy test too. Um, If they do not draw blood, you were not tested for syphilis. Okay. If, 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 um, if you pee in a cup, you are not tested for HIV because they need to do a mouth swab or they need to do a finger prick. Um, so just knowing that some of these tests require different bodily fluids. Yeah. If someone just says, oh yeah, I went to the doctor, I went to Planned Parenthood, whatever, whatever. I peed in the cup. I got tested for everything. That's a lie. Um, and so it's important to ask, well, what were you tested for? You know, your your lab results will show what you were tested for. And nowadays, everybody got a, a, a my or something where you can look it up on your phone. <laughs> you can log in from your phone. Tell them to screenshot the results. And y'all share yeah. it with each other. Like, yeah. because you'll be able to see the date. You'll be able to see the result, you know. And I think that that's really important, like, to ask for receipts because, you cannot take the word. And I mean, I don't want to say you can't trust people because you should yeah. trust people. But these day and age where people it's so easy to lie and manipulate and, you know, try to get your way. Like it's important that you establish trust by showing proof that yeah. what better way to establish trust with somebody to saying, here's my receipts and let me see yours. And then now it's like, oh, okay, they were telling me the truth. I was telling the truth. Like, maybe I can, you know, trust them uh, moving forward. And if we decide we don't want to use condoms, like, I thought that they were negative. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rather than just being, like, taking their word for it. Like, oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, you probably were good six months ago or a year ago. But what about in the last three months, you know? I agree. I, I just think that it's important that, you know, everyone gets tested, know their status, Mm -hmm. um, feels comfortable to, to, to have that conversation with their partner or their potential partner, because it could, you know, be someone quick, you know, one night we're out, we're having a good time, you know, have you been tested? Like, um, I, I think again, we need to end the stigma of, making these conversations be uncomfortable or awkward because they shouldn't be. We're all engaging in sexual activity and we all want to make sure, you know, that we're safe and protected. You know, the last thing we want is, you know, a few months 
go by and you know you wake up with an itch or a bump or something's going on and you could have prevented that by you know starting the conversation so right right please and and I also want to say that not all infections can 100% be prevented with a condom right yeah there are some infections that are skin to skin contact so even if you have a partner who's wearing a condom um um or even if you have a partner that's a female and, and is not you know necessarily putting a condom on top of a penis um you you can still um, be exposed to different infections. You know, yes. um, you can be exposed to herpes. You can be exposed to syphilis. You can be exposed to um, HPV, um, and you know, which causes genital warts as well as cancer. And so, not, you you're not always you're not you may not always see yeah. something that's going to alarm you. You know, a lot of times, you know, people don't always have you know a lot of light present when they're doing certain activities um and and while condoms are definitely useful and I definitely encourage the use of them um I want to be I want to be clear that um wearing a condom is not going to prevent everything right um and so you do want to be cautious of that because there's a lot of humping and grinding and bumping and all of that where body parts and skin is rubbing next to each other and and you don't know that your body may have a small tear yeah. and it's exposed, you know, and this isn't to scare you or freak you out. It's just to make you aware. That's what we're talking about. Awareness. So just being aware. Um, and it's and it's it's a lot better to have the conversation and make it uncomfortable up, up front and then going to your sexual activities with the with a better mind and more ease than freaking out the day after yeah, or the week after or, or two months after when something on your body feels off. Um, I would say delay sexual encounters um, until you've had the conversation um, because, um, it, you know, it, to me, if, if you want it that bad, like, do you, do you want to also potentially not, not always deal with, um, you know, a, um, you know, a, a negative outcome. Yeah. Um, when we have the power to just talk about it, right. We can text and we can send emojis and we can do all of this and that you can, you can do that too. You can ask. Um, and honestly, the partner's response to your, to your ask should be very telling as well. Um, you know, I remember, and this is going to be real cheesy, but I remember watching, (laughs) um, I think it was, um, What's the movie called? I want to say it's called Lottery Ticket. It was uh, with Bow Wow. Yep, Lottery Ticket. And um, he had the lottery ticket. And there was there was there was a there was two scenes. So there was one scene where he had the lottery ticket. There was like this really popular, cute girl in their projects or in their neighborhood, and she was trying to have sex with him because she wanted to be pregnant by a rich person, a baller, and she didn't want to use a condom. And he was freaking out about it. And so he didn't have sex with her. But then his friend, his best friend, um, he ended up saying that he really liked her and wanted to be with her. And she was like, if you think we're not using a condom, you this ain't happening. And he was like, his response was like, wow, like, yeah, like, that's what we need to do. We need to we need to be protecting ourselves. And he his response was like, I appreciate you more. Because you're bringing it up. So you can tell 
the person's intent if you know how they respond to those questions I think. yeah yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely agree um one other thing in the very beginning that you had mentioned as in regards to sexual health and I know you said something along the lines of endometriosis but you you talked about IVF and so mm-hmm. um and we don't have to go into too much detail about it but if you can um, explain um, to everyone what that is and, and, and why it's important that people understand. Yeah. So IVF is um, in vitro fertilization. And so um, for someone who maybe is diagnosed like um, endometriosis, for instance, um, they may be told that they are, um, um, infertile yeah. or that their chances of fertility are low. Um, in addition to that, I would say that, um, there are times where, um, people are, um, hurt who are told that they, they may have a hard time, um, having children for a variety of reasons. Um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, um, you know, maybe they've had pelvic inflammatory disease. I mean, a lot of different things. Yeah. They may have had an ectopic pregnancy and had a fallopian tube removed. Um, but basically, people may use different fertility treatments to to have children. And, and IVF is one of those. Um, pretty expensive process. Um, but basically, um, that's just a one route yeah. that someone may choose um, but that is a part of sexual health that we don't talk about until you're in that situation yeah. and, and you need IVF. Um, but there's, there's, there's other, there's other, um, routes, um, that people can use and, and a fertility clinic would kind of walk someone through yeah. or, you know, or a specialty doctor will walk someone through those. And I think it's important that you always, if you can, you know, get a second opinion and do your research if you are one who who is struggling, you know, to have children um, and, and just learn as much as you can and, and make sure that you're prepared and educated when you go into these doctor's offices, because you may be able to challenge them. Um, and, and I and I say that to say um, real quick, Ashley, I follow Gabrielle Union on um Instagram and probably some other platform, but, you know, she recently, you know, last year, I believe had a daughter and she's struggled with, you know, infertility for years and she's been trying to get pregnant and, um, and having miscarriages. But what she just came out recently and, and revealed was that she had some disorder and I'm not going to say, it cause I don't want to be quoted, but she has some disorder that she would have never been able, her body would have never been able to, um, carry, a child, which is why they went forth going right with IVF and being able to, to, to carry their daughter um, and have their daughter be a surrogate. Um, she said she had all the, you know, the top specialists, everyone, you know, looking into her and none of them found this one disorder that she had, um, which would have just told her like her body would not be able to carry um, a child. Um, and there was one drug that if she took it, it would make her bones brittle. And because she's a, a, a active actress, um, it was just not something for her lifestyle. And so they went that route. And so I say to say, you know, not all doctors um, are know about all disorders, you know. And so 
it's just it's really good to just do your research and find different case studies that you know things different women went through um because you just never know you know what what may be going on with your body and that's part of sexual health is where just just be, really being you know aware um and 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 not being afraid like you said of asking those questions when you're in with your doctor um and being vulnerable because that's the time um that's the time to be yeah, definitely. Like be an advocate for yourself. I say this enough um, through all of my you know, research and all of my different, um, you know, topics that I discuss. I'm always reiterating how important it is to be be an advocate for yourself. Um, shop around for doctors. You know, if you go to a doctor, you don't like them. You get a, a bad feeling. They make you feel like like they're judging you or something like that. Like it is OK to choose another doctor. Um, either at that practice or somewhere else. Um, and yeah, like know your body, um, listen to your body. If it is pain, if it is discomfort, if it is um, a dysfunction, like something was filling some way before and now it's not. If you notice something is different, um, change in color, change in um, lubrication, um, um, change in shape or size of your breasts or your vulva or your vagina, any bumps or bruises or moles or anything like that, that you're concerned about, like, go ahead and just talk to your doctor about it because yeah. it is better to do that in advance, you know, preventative care than to be reactive and, and, and then maybe you're in a treatment phase or you're, you're dealing with something. And even if you are, you know, that is fine too. Um, but the earlier, the better, you know, there are tons of stats about, um, you know, the maternal, um, death rate and, and child, um, infant death rate. And, you know, women are X amount of times higher to get fibroids and we're this amount of times higher to, 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 um, die from breast cancer, all of these things. And a lot of it, I think has to do with waiting to seek care. Yeah. Um, so if you don't get anything else from this, I would say, you know, definitely um, have conversations with family and friends, have conversations with your partners and definitely, definitely have conversations with your doctors. And remember, ladies, we have two different doctors. We have a, a family practice physician that we go see and we also go see a gynecologist. There's t- two different appointments that you should be going to a year. <laughs> Correct. Correct. So that that first doctor that Bianca mentioned is going to be your primary care. So when you fill out forms, it'll say primary care physician. And then OBGYN is going to be a specialty physician. So your OBGYN should not be your primary doctor. No. (laughs) If that is your primary doctor, then I would encourage you to seek out um, a family medicine or an internal medicine provider that can do a holistic um, annual exam. So they're going to be the ones that's going to check your blood pressure and your cholesterol levels and your glucose levels. Um, They may check your reflexes and do breast exams and all of these other things. And while your OBGYN could, because they are, you know, a doctor, they could do those things. That is not their primary role. Yeah. So it is definitely good to have both. Just like you have an eye doctor and a dentist, they do two (laughs) different things. You need to think about that as well. Um, If you get the flu or something, you're not going to your OBGYN. So you need to have a regular family practitioner. And nothing Uh, is wrong with going to urgent care 
everyone, but you need to go see um, one person in general because you're not going to get the same doctor at urgent care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And th- yeah, I would agree. There's nothing wrong with that. But of yeah. course, you want to build a relationship yes. with the provider. Yeah. That way they know your medical history. They know what medications you've ever been on, any surgeries you've had in the past. Um, and then if you need to go to an urgent care, they can then send, you know, that report to your primary provider. Yes. Or- yeah. So I agree. Well, I want to thank you so much, Ashley, for another great conversation with her after dark. Um, of course. Um, again, thank her brand for this wonderful platform. Um, you can follow her brand at herbrand.com on Instagram and Facebook at be her brand. Um, and you can follow me at <laughs> on Instagram at Elliot underscore msb and ash let them know where they can find you i'm on instagram at dr dot ashley towns so follow me and let me know if you have any other questions continue to submit topics to us we love 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 all of the topics that you've been sending in so far all right well thank you so much and check us out See next you time guys later <laughs>